everybody, welcome to the DO Live Audio Experience. Episode 40 is epic. We've got Devin Bellamy talking about whether or not you should take your marketing in-house or hire an agency. You're going to want to check this out. Devin is a highly decorated, accomplished marketer, uh, many inbound marketing certificates from HubSpot, and routinely speaks at HubSpot's annual inbound conference attended by over 20,000 people. So you're going to want to check this out. Thank you for giving this a listen. I really appreciate it. Share this with a friend in your business and check out doyourlive.com. Stay safe. Owen, everybody, welcome to uh, That's In and uh, on the Do You Live virtual sessions. I've got my man Devin Bellamy with me today. And whenever I put on Do You Live, he's one of the first people that I reach out to because I highly respect his efforts and everything that he's been doing in marketing for almost a decade now um, that I've known him. And it, it goes much further back than that. But Devin and I crossed paths early on at the Youngstown Business Incubator. Um, I've followed the path and his trajectory of his career very closely as he's one of the most highly decorated, I feel like one of the most highly decorated inbound marketing people that are out there today. Um, he has become highly certified. So he's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to inbound and HubSpot's obviously technology, but marketing in general as well. Let's just be honest with you, right? That's um, HubSpot and inbound is a great thing. Uh, but the topic of marketing as well. Um, I want to make sure that you can see our screen and you can hear us as well. So for those of you that are obviously on the webinar, uh, if you could raise your hand, that would be great. We are recording this, so we'll be able to play it back live. Um, and we're actually streaming live on Facebook as well, Devin. So we've got, Sweet. We've got some good stuff going on there as well. Um, before I pass the mic, uh, this will be some interactive discussion as we, as we move forward. Um, and uh, you are able to ask questions in the chat and on Facebook Live. We'll gladly take those questions and we'll break it down for you as best as we possibly can. I think that when you originally signed up for this, I don't know if you were working at the agency at the time. So we'll, we'll I guess, put some context around that. But in any case, Devin, thank you. It's wonderful to have you back at Do You Live. And in 2021, we are coming back with an in-person event. So you know I'm going to be calling you. But in any case, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, too. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah, thanks for, for having me, man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, things have changed since the last time I was here. And I even made a slide about it. So for <laughs> the people who doesn't don't know me, I, uh, I, I, I met Dennis originally back in these days when I had my own first agency. And oh, wow. I was half the man that I used to be. Uh, and uh, then uh, I left agency life, started working in radio for a while. Um, and then I started going back into marketing. That was fun. I worked for a software company, promoted up through there, worked for a manufacturing company. Um, that was super exciting. We sold countertops uh, and showers and yeah, I know too much about showers now. And um, <laughs> then uh, I was a CMO at a YBI portfolio company. 
and now I am head of development at a uh, at an agency, and so I handle the uh, account management strategy and everything for our, one of our largest clients. But aside from that, all of the website projects and everything else that come in, I just kind of run that whole department. But yeah, that's it. No more pictures of me. That's exciting stuff, man. <laughs> that's all good. That's that. That's so funny. And by the way, too, you're looking great, man. You have been talking about your most recent efforts in in your health, right? Are you, yeah. Are you, yeah, I've been doing the whole keto thing, man. Lost like 25, 30 pounds, somewhere around there. Good for you. I can see my feet again. It's fantastic. <laughs> I know they existed theoretically before, but now I have actual tangible effort or yeah. tangible uh, 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 evidence. Yeah, no doubt, man. My wife's been on me pretty hard here recently to focus a little bit less on my business and my kids and a little bit more on my own health. So I may have mm. to talk to you a little bit about getting my body into ketosis after this. Um, in the meanwhile, today's talk. Uh, yeah. yeah. Today's talk. Um, the things I was just talking about is like, why should you get a marketer? Uh, talking about uh, uh, how about hiring somebody uh, as opposed to just doing it yourself. Uh, when should you get an agency uh, and which path should you take? Should you hire someone? Should you hire a team? Should you get an agency? And those are, that was basically it. Um, but yeah, uh, the first one was just about marketing in general, right? So you get uh, people who think that they can just uh, post memes and all of a sudden they're a social media marketer or they can pick a keyword that they want to go after and then all of a sudden they're a Google ad specialist mm -hmm. or they can just send emails and now they're uh, an email marketer. Um, but there's like so much more to it. You know, there's, there's the dashboards, there's the, the, the metrics, the analytics, the tools. Um, but at the end of the day, like sending emails, it's, is one thing, but, but sending, an effective email nurturing campaign that bypasses native spam filters for B2B clients and converts leads down the funnel and uh, keeping an eye on your gray mail and even knowing what any of that is, you know, that's, that's a whole different skill set and tying it all together with, with strategy, you know, it's very important to be able to, uh, to do that. And that's something that a lot of people lack or, they know that they lack it, but don't realize just how bad of a position they're putting themselves in. So there's a lot of depth in marketing now. It's one of the reasons why Duke Live can exist because of the fact that I believe that the fundamentals of marketing have always stayed the same, but the technologies and the delivery mechanisms are just the, the velocity at which they change happens in such a rapid rate. Absolutely. Um, but the barrier to entry is a username and a password. Right. So, so then, therefore, Devin, outside of people like yourself that have taken the time to go and get the certifications, there's, no, there's nothing that in our industry that says, like a CPA or an attorney, that you have to maintain 
a certain amount of certifications or hours per year. Um, talk a little bit about that, right? So people have, you know, again, like you get a username and a password. I mean, you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. Right, right. Well, the cool thing is, is that when you are, man, if only I had like a slide that led right into the, oh, there. That's, <laughs> this wasn't planned, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to take this show on the road. <laughs> so, um, buddy, you're too loud. He hears me laughing, and so he wants to be a part of it. Um, but the, the thing is, is that when it comes to it, as far as accreditation is concerned, you're absolutely right. It's the wild, wild west. Uh, and on paper, a marketing degree or communications degree from 2019 is just as valid as one from 1976. Um, because they're, they're, you both, you still get the same two letters after your name. But when it comes to actual skills and tactics, there is no, you are a digital marketer. Which is funny you mentioned that because HubSpot is coming out with a certification that is a digital marketer certification. And so I'm looking very, I'm looking very much looking forward to seeing what that's going to look like. Uh, their, their academy is an excellent resource. And so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that certification as well. Um, but when it comes to that, uh, just the, the username and password level of access to the tools, that's one thing, um, but being able to have, uh, being able to demonstrate and show results and be able to both create and, uh, and meet your key performance indicators, be able to use metrics and, and, and set a goal line uh, for you to cross. Those, that's what separates the pros from the rookies. When you can say, I'm going to 2X your traffic or I'm going to increase your uh, visitor to lead conversion rate by doing this level uh, of uh, landing page, or let's talk about going through your, excuse me, through your conversion path and analyze your, uh, your uh, uh, funnel from top to bottom. That, those kinds of conversations require way more than, you know, the username and password, but then you have, an additional issue with people who are essentially one trick ponies where you have that siloed expertise. And that's another huge issue when it comes to hiring people. Like it's one thing, like, let's say you have a brick and mortar boutique clothing shop that goes to a very specific type of person. And you know that that specific type of person is only doing social media as far as getting their little endorphin hits or their dopamine hits when it comes to uh, your particular vertical, then yeah, you can get uh, a, a social media intern. You can pay 20, someone $24,000 a year to post on your behalf and you'll probably experience success. Good on you. But when it comes to expanding on that, like if you want to do videos, then all of a sudden it's like, uh, editing on your iPhone is, isn't going to cut it and shooting videos where you're just like this and yeah, look at what I got going on here. That's, that's not good enough. 
And so then you got to, you know, start talking about video person and then, oh, wait, oh, I got to have a thumbnail for the video. So now I got to get a graphic designer who can design a thumbnail for my video for my social media person to post. And then it starts getting kind of wild with the whole team team thing. And so while you have someone who is great with social media, what you need is you need to find someone who has that cross discipline expertise. They don't have to be amazing at everything. They can be uh, uh, they can have that deep discipline expertise of social media, but then they know enough about video production, enough about, uh, about, uh, uh, Photoshop. And, and even if they can just get really nice at Canva, you know, as long as they have enough, uh, knowledge about best practices and how to go forward, just enough to be dangerous, then you're looking at yourself a winner. But again, all that, goes to whether or not they're following whatever strategy that you have in place. Right. You got some. Um, and, and so you've been in some positions where you've, you're in, you know, even now in leadership positions, what do you look for um, from a skill set, personality, competency, fire in the belly type of individual when they come into an environment? What does that look like for you? Uh, the biggest thing for me uh, is uh, aptitude. So just the the room for growth. Like I have a guy who uh, works for me, love him to death. Uh, there are aspects of his career I see absolutely blowing up and he's going to be amazing at them. But then there are other parts of his job that I am pushing off to somebody else because he's that's just not him. And he'll tell you straight out, no, that's that's not something I do. Don't ask me to do public speaking. Don't ask me to write anything. It's not going to go well. And he owns that. And I can appreciate that. Right. And so, um, but man, when it comes to to teaching him how to code and everything, it's it's never, I never have to explain the same thing twice. And so that kind of aptitude, the, the guy spends something like 10 hours a week doing online courses. He just got certified uh, in uh, HTML, uh, CSS. He's doing, he can create a website from scratch now where before he didn't even know what PHP was. Right. And it's like, that's what I'm looking for. And then not only somebody who can just, um, go with the cross-discipline uh, expertise. And then that one thing that there is just, they can really hang their hat on. I'm looking for somebody who can just absolutely have like the, the M-shaped skills, you know what I mean? Where they're like deep on a couple of things, like uh, at the risk of sounding immodest, I'm pretty good at quite a few things. Uh, I can do audio production. I can do graphic design. I can do web design. Um, I can do social media strategy ads. Uh, I've spent years honing and staying on top of all these things uh, at the expense of a social life, but that's fine. You know, it's overrated. Um, but the, the, one of the things that I wasn't really the strongest on really until you and I met was overall strategy was uh, being able to put those skills together uh, in a way that I could actually measure success and measure success, not just using vanity metrics, measure success uh, with conversions and apply dollar amounts to every head that comes in the door and have value, uh, attach a dollar value to every conversation I have. Those were the kinds of things that I was missing and getting those kind of skills is what took me to the next level. But if I'm looking for a person uh, as a marketer, I'm looking for someone who 
I can, who will help me duplicate myself. And if I'm looking for a person just as someone to help me out, let's say I'm not a marketer, then I'm looking for somebody who is constantly growing, constantly evolving, and who's not afraid to fail. Well, that's an important factor. You know, it's, you, you said a lot of good things in there. And um, when, when it comes to, you know, the stage, and I think that the career, where we're at in, in our career, and, you know, at least where I want to go, and I think it's similar to you in that sense, is that I do feel like I've been building the competency level across the board to be extremely knowledgeable in every facet of the game. Right. Um, I, I find one of my, one of my biggest tests and I just wrote this in a LinkedIn post that'll probably, I don't know if it comes out today or if it comes out next week is, is fire in the belly, chutzpah, the, the desire to, I, there's a lot of things that I can teach you and I can help you get to where you want to go. And I tell a lot of young people, that come to work with me. And I don't say for me, I say with me one to three years. If you give me one to three years, I am telling you, like, I, I, I can get you to go where it is that you think you may want to go. Um, but you gotta have, I can't teach you the, the, the desire, the want. Um, can I teach you to build a website? Can I teach you to how to do a good social media campaign? Can we talk about lead strategy and all those things? I could absolutely do that large in part. And, um, but the one thing I can't teach you to do is show up and put the work in. Absolutely. That first and foremost, um, because just even from just a purely selfish point of view, I have things that I need to get done. And either you're going to be there to do them or I'm going to find someone else who can. Um, and it's and it's nothing personal like you could be the coolest person on earth and inversely i could just flat out not like you but if you're amazing at your job i'm gonna work with you anyway there are people that i work with that i don't like and they are great at their job and so it's business but then there's also people who i absolutely love to death who i will grab a drink with any time i'm in town with them but I will not put them in a position where my project or my finances are contingent on their performance. That's a good way to put it. So when it comes to, to learning these things, um, what I always encourage people to do is get T-shaped. Uh, if you can get that M-shape, great. But at the very least, get T-shaped because what you want to do uh, this is actually advice I give someone on Facebook the other day. Uh, the first thing that you're going to do uh, is you want to figure out what it is or uh, know what it is that you need to do in order to uh, get the job done. But then the second thing that you need to do is know where you fit in to the bigger picture. Get that bigger picture understanding of the process itself so you can see where you are uh, where you're short in your game and where you need to step up. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what is that? So, so as I, you know, I, as people acquire this skill set, they get the T to the M shape. Where does that take you? Where does that take you next? Because we're talking about, you know, 
agency versus in-house at this point, right? And sure. who are you gonna hi and even if you are an agency, you're gonna build you're gonna build it and bring people in with you. But so where does where does that take us next? We're talking about a team. So the thing is is that you can know a lot, but you can't be all things to everybody. Um, so and this is like from a business owner's point of view, you can you can identify that you have uh, multiple aspects uh, and multiple channels that you need to go down in order to be successful. Um, like at one company I was working with, I had a guy who did analytics, I had a graphic designer who could animate and do uh, uh, graphics, uh, and uh, another guy who's a videographer who could do the animations, graphics, scripts, uh, he could write. And we handled a lot of channels. And it allowed me to step back and just kind of do strategy and ad buys with my current team. Right. Uh, on website development, I have a team of uh, just dedicated coders. That's all they do. Uh, I have uh, two project managers who kind of just run everything and allow me to operate on a high level. Uh, one of them just came on. She just uh, handles, she deals with some of the clients directly. So I don't even have to be on phone calls in the future. And so it's just um, building that team and then expanding your skill set within uh, that team. Whether if you're a part of the team, it's about expanding your skill set. If you're leading the team, it's about knowing what they're doing well enough to position them within the uh within the overall strategy like i don't necessarily have to know how to design a landing page i don't need to know the uh best practices for landing page creation if i have a good team if i have a guy who knows that all right we need to remove the navigation so people aren't tempted to click off once they reach this conversion point and then they just fill out the form and that gets them to a thank you page that uh recommends content within the same vertical uh, that they're interested in, then that is for me as a strategist that allows me to just put all these pieces together and know how they work together. Um, but as a business owner, if you don't have somebody in that position, or if you don't have the capital to put somebody in that position, then you're looking at an agency like a marketing manager, um, like uh, or, or, or a project manager, someone who's just coordinating all the moving pieces. Uh, on, even on a low level, even they're getting their hands dirty, they're in the weeds, they're still making 42 to 84 a year. And that's here in Ohio. And if you're looking at like a VP of marketing, like they're averaging uh, in, in the low six figures. And it's like, if you don't have that kind of money, then you have to start making a compromise somewhere if you're going to go exclusively in-house. Doing it, hiring a team, you can invest in talent and experience. You have to invest in aptitude and potential and chutzpah, but you can't necessarily get, uh, you know, top of the line. So then the question becomes, what do you do? And that's when agencies become a part of the conversation. So, you know, it's interesting. I've had multiple clients at this point that. I would say, you know, I mean, people, people basically contract to be the, their director of marketing. Um, in some cases it, it has that CMO feel to it as well. And, Absolutely. and so they've said, um, you know, we, we want a full-time CMO or we want a full-time director of marketing. And, 
So I'm that gap for six months to a year. Um, and I explained to them, like, how much money do you have budgeted for that CMO role? And when I look around at the department, you don't really have anybody for that CMO to manage those people. So now you, you're looking for a doer versus a, a thinker. And, and when they find out that like a CMO is like 350 and change and, and up, that's to have the conversation. I'm like, well, maybe you had to back this down to maybe the director level or, you know, along those lines. And I think that that, that people, that sticker shock, and that's a surprise to a lot of people. And the reality sets in of now, how can we get there? Um, right. And, and that's where you end up because in addition to now your, your, your strategist, your, your leader, your executive team, now that person's got to go and they've got to find a cross-discipline person that, you know, can they copyright and, and understand social and maybe they play an email. You've got your field marketing or lead gen person that's just blindly like focused on the lead gen aspect of, of the marketing. And you've got, and so like, are you going to invest in hiring all this team and then coaching them up or are you going to go for the experience from the agency perspective that can fit that bill and get you there quicker and, you, and a lot of times more cost effective? You absolutely nailed it. And dude, stop reading my notes. So <laughs> agencies come to the picture when your goals exceed your budgets and abilities. And I was going to paraphrase this, but right now I'm just going to read it just to show you guys how spot on Dennis Schiraldi is. So Agencies come into picture when your goals exceed your budget or abilities. The best part of an agency is the amount of talent and expertise you get for a fraction of the cost. You can get an agency for a one-off project uh, or work with them on a retainer basis. They can focus on a single aspect of your marketing, like social media, or act as a fractional CMO by delivering C-suite level marketing strategy at an ex in execution at a fraction of the price. Listen, Dennis, you're the man because like you literally just said my entire notes for this slide, it was hilarious. <laughs> but but to, to expound on your point, um, it once you get to that level where your, your needs and growth are uh, outside of what your internal team can deliver, then you can look at that agency and even have them work in that uh, fractional CMO capacity. And if you Google fractional CMO, you're going to see ads for agencies that are offering the service, but um, you can deliver that, that or, or, uh, as a business owner, you can receive that service as an agency. We can deliver that service where for the amount that you're paying um, uh, a senior VP, you're, you're getting an entire department basically. Uh, and so, I mean, of course that, uh, doesn't include your overall ad spend budget, which is a, a whole nother conversation. It's actually a conversation we had back in 2018. You should go to the website. It's probably there. Um, but it's, um, it's the whole thing about having all of these people working together to accomplish your goal. Uh, and, uh, even though they're going to be doing it part-time, they're so good at it, they don't need to be full-time eight hours a day working for you. 
they can bust out two to three hours per day or a set amount of time per week devoted to your project and you'll still hit numbers. Now, is an agency ever going to be as good as an in-house team for you? If you're talking equivalent skill sets, absolutely not. Uh, and the reason why is because no one is ever going to go harder for your business than the ones who have that business's name on their paycheck. Agencies will deliver 100% for you and will work as hard as they can for you, but they will never be able to beat someone in-house when it comes to education. And this is me, an agency guy, right. telling you this. I love, I love my clients. I will do whatever is best for my clients. But at the end of the day, if my client fires me, I still have a job. And so regardless of, I don't care who you are, your mindset, if you're working for that company is, oh my God, I'm about to have to get an employment if this doesn't work out. It's, it's a completely, it's a completely le different level of dedication. It's a different level of dedication. It's also a, a different level of leverage. Yes. So, and, and then you get to the point too, like I've gotten to the point now where, you know, early on, you know, I'd take a client on and somebody paid me half in coffee beans and some cash, literally like in coffee beans and some cash. And, and now I don't have to necessarily always work for coffee beans. And so, you know, you could get more selective as you get down the road and, um, you know, that's a, that's a good spot to be right. Um, you know, without a doubt that I don't necessarily like heed my advice because this is why I'm here with you. And unfortunately, if this doesn't work out, um, then, you know, we've got five other clients or, you know, that. Right. And it's yeah. good that you point that out because that's the leverage in, in the other direction where I can be honest with you. I'm not going to fluff you up as, as your agency and tell you what I think you want to hear. Right. I'm going to tell you what you need to know, what you need to hear. And it's like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Cause I'm not personally, like I, I have had to fire clients in the past right? where it's like, like, listen, this, this isn't working out. We're, we're laying something out for you and, and you guys aren't meeting up your end. Um, or, or whatever the reason may be. I really don't like the way you talk to my project managers. That was, that was actually one of them um, where she was very, very verbally abusive to my team mm -hmm. members. And it's like, yeah, no, we're done now. Thank you. Um, but the thing is, is that I've, when I was a uh, uh, director of marketing at a company, um, there were times when it was difficult for me to speak truth to power. Um, because the entirety of my livelihood depended on what they said and what they did. And in reflection, the amount that they were giving me that I defined as my livelihood was paltry. And I should have left months before I did. Right. Um, but because that was my only source of income, it was, it was hard for me to, to tell them what they needed to hear. As an agency, I can not only speak plainly, but the skill set and team that I have behind me and the tools that I have at my disposal, the collective knowledge that we possess as an agency, I can put this knowledge forth and say, here are the numbers, here's what's happening, here's what needs to happen. It's, and, it's going, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Devin. Well, I was just going to say, and they could either uh, agree with it 
or they can disagree, but they're facts. And I, it's, it's not going to be colored by my fear or the fact that it's like, we might, this might be the end for us. And sometimes it may be beneficial. Like I'm not afraid to deliver metrics and saying, Hey, I did something and it didn't work out. We tried this new Facebook strategy that we were doing with an audience list. And we didn't anticipate that the sample size was going to be so low. Um, excuse me, with the list that we weren't going to generate results. And so it, the whole thing was a disaster. But um, because I, I, because of the position that I'm in, it was a lot easier for me to say, hey, this is what happened. My bad. Here's how we're going to fix it. Versus like, oh my goodness, are they going to fire me? Am I going to have to look for another job? if I deliver these numbers and something fails. And so uh, from an agency standpoint, it's very um, liberate, liberating from a company standpoint, that degree of honesty um, should be welcome and, um, and encouraged. Um, again, a ton of nuggets in there. I tell people all the time, like, you gotta be comfortable wanting to sh share me with like five other companies and then you, you won't know who I'm working with. And I, I will always make you a priority, but in the same note, like if you want the five to go away for the one, then there's, that's a much bigger, bigger different conversation financially for you. Exactly. But I don't, I don't like being in that subordinate situation where, you know, you've got, you've got a job and it, it kind of goes into that direction. I, I share a lot of the same sentiments. I tell people all the time, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. And just because the TV, billboard, radio, whoever ad rep was in, and they're telling you all these things, I'm going to give you like good, honest feedback with analytics that support your initiatives, your objectives, and, and give you my best advice. What we do with it from there, I will protect your investment the best way that I possibly know that I can. But if you're like telling yourself why well, I really want to be on TV, I'm not just going to say that because like you think that's a good idea. I'm going to tell you like, here's, here's what I can tell from the research. Here's what I could tell you from the gut. Here's what we should be doing. And if we don't do it at that point, then I need to figure out a way that I'm going to make sure that it works for you. Right. Right. Um, so when somebody's going to go out and, and I think that there's always a need for an agency and not, not because I, I quasi play, you know, my, uh, my own little self here and I, I, I hire myself out, but even from a creative standpoint, so like a brand, a brand can execute and manage strategy. They can do a lot of things there, but like when it comes to like, kind of like the creative aspect. I see agencies doing some amazing things that even like an in-house person or somebody, sometimes people that are so tied to the business. Matter of fact, I do this in my own business. So like I struggle at times because I'm doing it every day about the creativity, not just with the logo or, or the, the cool picture, but even like what, creatively should I be doing on social media to promote this? And then I sit down with somebody from XYZ company and I, it's like fresh eyes. And I'm like, Oh, like I'm just killing ideas. 
So it's a really good idea to always have like somebody around that's even outside the business that can provide that creative flow, if you will, into the business. Exactly. And it was perfect that you worded it the way it, you did because it's, it's about that synergy. Because even if the agency that you're working with is an expert in your vertical, they won't necessarily see things the way that you see them. And so there are things that you will feel that's important to sell. Like for instance, when I was selling showers, there were, um, there, there were challenges that they saw from a unique perspective, like the soap or, or the, the slope of the shower needs to go in a certain way. And that's a huge challenge for our customers that not all, uh, so, uh, sh uh, not all showers slope correctly, or that there is, um, in, in the, the, the corners, the, is in a, a radius instead of a hard angle. So it's easier to clean. And so that's kind of like nuggets of wisdom that I, as an agency wouldn't have. Uh, however, being on the outside, looking in, I can find creative ways of saying these things or communicating, uh, things that they might not have even thought about. Like for instance, what, you call a shower base, someone else might call a shower pan. And whether or not the shower base and the shower pan debate uh, even happens within these circles because the, the, the shower buying community is so siloed that in healthcare, they call it one thing and in, in universities, they call it something completely different. And, and the fact that a shower buying community even existed was shocking to me. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a thing and it's like major competition. And so that was what brought me to the final point, like, especially lately with one of my clients that I'm working with is that it's not really an either or an or question. The ideal scenario is both because one of the things that people overlook, um, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned it, um, as far as what makes for a solid marketing team or even a solid marketer is the ability to write copy. If you don't have a good copywriter on your team, you're dead in the water, whether you're an agency or it's internal. And so there are um, people who I've worked with uh, as, as an agency uh, the people, some of the clients where they just have two dedicated people, they have a dedicated copywriter and they have a dedicated marketing manager. And then that person is the, uh, the point person um, for the entire conversation, the entire process of uh, one of my other clients, we're designing a large website for where we're doing a retainer and everything. She is the marketing director for this giant company they're actually uh, based out of cleveland and we are kind of um we're we're her teammates we work with her we're developing strategy and her she's heavily involved in that and she just basically oversees and helps us with our execution but at the end of the day we're doing a lot of the execution um but it again it all goes back to budget like the first consideration is budget. The second consideration is ROI. Whether or not spending $30,000 on the social media person 
is going to get you $60,000 plus in returns. Uh, and how much you're able to spend on your marketing uh, can uh, dictate how much you can make. But again, it's not, it's not a linear re relationship. So spending uh, $100,000 on two internal people uh, to work for you is not going to get you the same level of traction that spending $100,000 on an agency is going to get you. Um, if you're lucky, you'll gain uh, a lot of traction in one channel, then you can just go with a specialist. But if you're like most businesses, where you're going to have that omni-channel audience, uh, and you, you need uh, to get that high ROI across channels, then if you're uh, an individual person, then it makes sense to use a tool like HubSpot, which makes it easy for a small marketing person to get the job done. Um, or you can go with an agency who can integrate all of your processes and have that out of the box thinking and um, team up with your internal person who's using HubSpot. That's like, I, I work for a HubSpot partner agency. So all of our customers use HubSpot. And in some cases we work with them on it. In some cases we just manage their entire HubSpot tech stack. Um, and the client doesn't even, well, the client has access, but they don't even log in. Is that a requirement for you guys? Yes. Right. Yeah. HubSpot is kind of the cornerstone. It's, uh, what we hang our hat in on. I, I, I am a huge HubSpot fanboy. Um, the, um, the most important thing is that, uh, not, it's not only a product that we're good at, but it's a product that we believe in and gets results. And so it's like, that's why it's like, if you're going to work with us, you're going to need this tool. I'm and, a total, total, yeah. total, total believer. I've implemented every flavor of marketing automation, CRM software that's out there. I actually got wondering guys in, in November um, and took a spin with a competitor and was back. Like I never left. I never tore my HubSpot contract up. I actually hit Darmish Shah, um, founder CTO on LinkedIn, got a personalized message back because there, I do feel that they had some issues within their sales organization that I dealt with on several accounts that, um, uh, was just a little bit of odd behavior. And they sent me a care package of food from like the new England States in the Boston area. I got cheeses and crackers and like, thank you for sticking with us. HubSpot's executive team. And to put that into perspective for people that are out there, those of you that do not know this HubSpot just crossed the billion dollar uh, uh, reoccurring revenue with a hundred thousand customers this past two weeks. Here's another interesting, crazy fact, right? So back in, gosh, what year is this? Eight years ago, I went to inbound. Still pretty manageable at that point. Five, 6,000 people. And they were talking that they were going to go public. And I'm not the hugest stock market guy, but I went back to my, to my financial guy and I said, this company is going to launch an IPO. And there are 6,000 people at this conference and they're talking about how many clients they have at this point. The IPO dropped at $34 a share. He told me what a bad idea it was. So for those of you that aren't following this story, last August, it was trading at $200 a share. And as of this week, it hit 
$500 a share. <laughs> so it's, it's a completely elegant solution. And I, um, you know, I, I, I buy into it. I adhere to it. Um, I love uh, the culture. Um, I, I became enamored with inbound when they started in around 06 from a philosophy perspective, the content and the strategy all made sense. Let me ask you this question because we do have a we do have a, a question from a participant about um, HubSpot and inbound. But before I get get on that in into the Q and A, and by the way, ask away anyone that's uh, on Facebook Live or in um, our our webinar as well. So, what are some of the things that you would recommend that businesses look for when they're hiring an agency? Because you've 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 sat a foot in both um, um, sectors, right? You've been, you've been mm -hmm. with a brand, and then you obviously are on the agency side as well. Absolutely, that that is an excellent question. So, as far as uh, getting uh, an agency from from a business owner's point of view, uh, the first thing that I would look for is looking at their tactics looking at what they do what they really hang their hat on one of the things that i enjoy most about the agency that i'm at now is that the two things that we hang our hat on are hubspot and strategy those are our two big things and we do we do everything well but if you can do strategy well then at that point, it's just about finding people who fill the pieces of the strategy. And if you know enough to make a solid strategy where I'm looking at your fund, like it's literally the only place I've gone that will do full funnel analysis and analyze metrics from top to bottom, from uh, looking at your customer lifetime value, looking at what your close uh, what your your close rates are looking at what your deal value are uh, deal values are and just all the way down to where I have a dollar value for every visitor that comes to your uh, to your website and every time a lead converts that's how much money that person is worth to me mm -hmm. and and then not only that but being able to look at excuse me the holes in the funnel look at where the conversion rates or where those numbers are sagging and then having a strategy to improve those specific numbers in that specific location of the funnel using specific tactics. And that's something that is, is, is huge to me. I remember um, when I was at the manufacturing company, uh, we were working with an agency and the agency was cool. They had just gotten acquired. They had a guy who was doing HubSpot stuff, but he was just one guy within the company that did the HubSpot stuff. The entire rest of the company was devoted to ads. That was their big thing, that they were the Google ads masters. They were Google ads wizards. And all you had to do was give them thousands of dollars a month and spend <laughs> at least ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month on your ad spend. Like all, all you need is a six-figure annual ad spend budget on top of the retainer, and they guaranteed success. And it's like, 
no. <laughs> and I, I remember like I was sitting through the meeting and I was just like, nah, bro. Like you, you like we, we, we basically, cause I was new on the job. I was like only like a weekend. And so we're like poking at each other as far as like, you know, well, what do you know? Well, what do you know how to do? Well, what do you know how to do? You know, like kind of like, you know, like, like fainting and pairing, just trying to test the other person to see if they're as cool as they're projecting. And he was like, he, he was solid on Google ads. There was no way I was going to spend that much, the entirety of my marketing budget for Google ads. Right. And so that is, um, seeing how well-rounded an agency is um is is an absolute must for me like I, our our agency can do it all and i'm not just saying that because you by know, the way you name of the money, agency but, by the oh way. yeah I, I i don't mind name dropping name of the agency's digital j2 we're actually based out of charlotte uh north carolina um, but we have clients literally all over the world we'll uh, make sure that we put that obviously that that link in in um, our follow-up both on this recording and as we repurpose it um, you know here, here's here's what I I tell would would tell people number one ask your agency how they get their business mm -hmm. because if they're pitching you on the if they say well we get it word of mouth we get our business word of mouth but they're pitching you on this big content SEO Google AdWords advertising strategy and they don't live what they eat and do that themselves, then I, I inherently see a disconnect between the two. If you could get word of mouth, why can't I get word of mouth, right? So that's why I have Duyo, by the way, that's the living case study. So I can just say, you know how I grew this? Through the same thing that I'm bringing to your business. And um, I, you think you have to be very cautious uh, in, I think you have to ask the question to your agency of how do you handle the ad buy? So in my agency, what I do with my clients is that I take the 10% cut from, from the media company and I basically run it back to the client to say, you can either save 10% on your advertising or we can put this back into the marketing budget. Because I don't want them, I don't want to push them in a direction because I'm incentivized by the TV person or whatever that that mechanism is, I want to make sure that I'm going to generate business for them in the best way possible. Um, if they're pre, if they're pitching you on SEO in first page, in first place, and even though there's the cobblers, you know, the shoe guys' shoes are the dirtiest speech. If they're not populating someplace high in search, you've got to like question your like say like, well, you're going to do SEO, but you don't really do SEO for yourself. Or if you go to their social media assets and like there's there's big gaps or there's something amiss, like they got 10 followers on Instagram and they're like Instagram experts, like I don't need a million followers, but I certainly got to have like something of maybe, you know, a couple hundred to, maybe a thousand just to show me that like, you know, you, you, you live it or have some accounts that you can show that testimony. Right. I find a lot of times um, agencies, they, uh, and I think it makes it tough on the ones that do it right. 
is that I'm sure that you've inherited conversations where it's like, we got burned on our last agency. They didn't really do anything for us. And, and now you're like, you know, you're like, I'm going to fix it. And battered cat syndrome kicks in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For us, um, we have a bit of a problem there and it's almost like that oh, it's just that wonderful problem to have when you have too many people and not enough people to handle it. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, the issue with our agency is that we are a fairly small agency that has some serious uh, sized, um, uh, some serious sized clients. Yeah. And um, we are doing some like, like I can't say the name of the client. All I can say is like one of them is like kind of a, a major beverage company. And the other one's like an, the national franchise that does stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I had 33 meetings last week. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I, I swear. And if it didn't have the client's names on them, I'd show you, but I had 33 meetings last week. And it's like, I, I get pulled in so many directions. I can't even focus on redesigning our website. But like you said, I have so many case studies to pull from, like where we six text a guy's Google ads, or here is our website portfolio, or here is an example of their strategies. And our strategies are like 60 pages long. They're full of competitive analysis and all kinds of fun stuff. But um, one of the one of the one of the other things I like about this company, I thought was really cool, was the fact that we will do your strategy. And the strategy is disgustingly low priced compared to what I personally would charge to do it. But the strategy is the product is so good that people end up coming to work with us for the retainer just off of the strength of the strategy. And so that's, that's just another one of those things that I'm a huge fan of, but we got four minutes and I know we got questions. <laughs> yeah, we do. And so um, question comes in from Richard. Can you share any comments about HubSpot's all online inbound 2020 conference, everything from the UI, the UX to um uh, he says that he thought it was kind of cool how they built the Calendly-ish scheduling feature right into the inbound user interface. And then within inbound, virtual attendees could take a Zoom call reps of inbound sponsors. I'm going to go first and I'm going to pass it over to you. Sure. Um, so I did attend, I tried to attend a few sessions and unfortunately I think that they were... Um, must have been wildly popular or they were they were big and the, and the the system kept crashing it was very evident that hubspot invested a significant amount of money of that billion dollars annual reoccurring revenue into the platform that the little guys like myself um you know obviously can't afford but as you as i then looked at i love the ui i love what they did i love the i love the whole look and feel of it um but then like you know, unfortunately, you just can't replicate an experience in a virtual environment. And I attended a number of virtual events, and it's just the reason why I didn't invest in going with a virtual event software and, and went with Zoom because 
at the end of the day, I didn't feel it gave it much lift. Um, I thought that the, the, the use of the calendar-ish, what you're describing, is basically native to HubSpot's uh, meeting scheduler. And it's apparent that they obviously uh, skinned the technology in order to, for you to be able to set up time on people's calendar within uh, those vendor types of arrangements of meetings. And, um, you know, their speaker lineup in Devon, you're one of them. Um, it's always an amazing lineup of speakers. I saw Seth Godin. I've, saw, I've seen Ariana, <clears throat> Ariana Huffington. Um, so the talent levels obviously always, you know, amazing. Um, and um, so that's, that's just my take on it. Um, you know, I think that they, you know, they did a fantastic job, but I, I again, like, I think you're just limited. Um, and, you know, unfortunately the, the bandwidth didn't hold up a, a, against some of the uh, presentations I sat in. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. The challenge that HubSpot faced, because I was on kind of this community advisory committee for Inbound last year. Um, and one of the challenges they faced was the fact that it was completely 100% in-house developed. And they had a very limited time to do it. And there was no scale beta test. So basically the, the, the event itself was the live beta and they were doing everything on the fly. So being able to see um, how hard they were scrambling in order to pull this off from the back end, it was amazing. Um, but um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what it's gonna be like uh, this year. Did um, they make a decision to, to go, I know it's October 12th through the 14th, did they make a decision that it's going to be- Digital. Uh, it is gonna be digital. Mm -hmm. Cool, yeah um so last yeah. year i was a finalist by the way you know so my 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 claim to fame and my joke is this is that my career is is effectively as we got a minute left my career is effectively a result of rejection and 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 failures and and by what i mean by that is that when i worked with a brand i'd always tried to get the director the vp the cmo job and I would never get that job. Mm -hmm. Like I would sign up, I do all the things. I'd sign up for the extra projects, do all that stuff. And no, I could never get validated with it. So I said, screw it. I'm starting my own company to, to write, to have that role. And I, I submit to speak at multiple conferences throughout the year and I never get in. So I said, screw it. I'm starting my own conference because I don't get in to speak at none of theirs. But last year I came to the conclusion that I'm really good at sales and embrace that. So I submitted to uh, talk to HubSpot on the sales side of the tracks and I was a finalist all the way up until June. So I didn't get the no in April or May. I finally got at least a, hey, we're still considering you all the way through the end of June. So um, <laughs> yeah, but actually when they made the decision to cancel, it was that, I think it was the year before. I think it was 19, so yeah. Yeah, I I got uh, this year. I got a breakout session that was cool, and that tech was fantastic. I don't know if you had a chance, but it was it was kind of like this whole Omegle kind of style thing. It was it was very cool. Cool. Well, listen, Devin, I really appreciate you, and I really appreciate you coming on here, my man. Thank you so much for being a part of the Do You Live community. Um, we are going to repackage this back up, and we'll have some announcements um, about Do You Live. 
2021, we will do some sort of um, in-person event. It may not be at scale. Uh, we, we may scale it down just to accommodate and make people feel safe and accommodating, but um, you know, we'd love to have you there in 3D life and uh, um, you know, connect with you if, if you know, we're all able to. So uh, keep that in the back of your head. Thank you. Stay safe out there, everybody. And thanks for being part of DOI. Appreciate it. What he said. <laughs> <laughs>